for tuning in to part b the two-part special episode nine with riley gerber make sure if you want to watch the video it's on youtube at pop off with james you can follow us on instagram at pop off with james or you can listen to this podcast anywhere that you get your podcast thanks for listening for all you gen zers out there this is a trigger warning for mental health and medication my first season of course seeing the show i didn't think i'd like kate at all i love kate like we had our little row in the beginning over you know she was like siding with chandler not knowing what the fuck you know was going down and i'm like to me i know there's hierarchy you know I, i've dealt with it in plenty of jobs in my life i treat people like people and chandler was a fucking moron and uh and completely ridiculously out of line on a lot of shit and and people say that about me because I was his you know inferior but I don't he was a fucking moron and people got to see that so thank god but you know Kate is very good at what she does and I absolutely love her I adore her and I think she excels in you know being a character she's just like me in a sense where you either like her or you don't you know what I mean like you love or you hate her and for Kate we all form our opinions about these people that we don't know, you know, I'm a culprit of that. But then once you get to know them, you're like, oh yeah, they're a different person. You know, people that are watching my Instagram are like, she's totally not this raging bitch that, you know, we saw, you know, and sometimes they change their opinion. You know, so with Kate, you know, of course there's different privileges and different perks that people that have been in television for so long and have been on the same show for so long have. If I walked off a set, you know, I, I would probably be like, let go, let go, you know, Kate, you know, walked off and was welcomed back. And I think that there's people like Ashton, I know he showed up for the camera, you know, cause again, we'd have all these talks behind the scenes and, you know, after filming and in between airing and it was like, you know, nice and good. And you felt like you were making like headway. And then of course, like say some fucking bullshit on like after show or, you know, watch what happens or whatever. And it's like, what you know like if I had an issue I'd still be like oh yeah but we made our piece but like they didn't even say that shit they show up for the camera Kate knows when the camera's on her she worked she worked her ass off you know and I think my issue with Lee is like again he was commenting a lot on things that he wasn't a part of I say this all the time he is as ill-informed as the viewers because he's not fucking involved in any of it. And unless there's a producer in his ear telling him something or else, like, he didn't know what the fuck was happening. And yeah, I get it. Like he might hear me say something on the radio or might see something. And, and you know, I don't think that that's reason not for him to form an opinion of me again. But he didn't get to know me until after that first reunion. And we had a sit down, me, him and his wife. And it was a long fucking sit down and we're all crying and we're all talking <laughs> And then, you know, he doesn't, you know, he had an issue with me being truthful <laughs> about a situation on the second season. And I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not going to not say the truth, you know, yeah. about the whole tip thing. He fucked me over on that. And you can go back and see, every, you don't see him not tip me, but he didn't. And you can go back and see where he tips Tanner shitting his brains out and sitting out a whole fucking charter and Brian out with his knee injury and. And then he'll be like, I don't have it any other way. Well, where the fuck is my tip? And don't tell me it's because I didn't do shit because I worked my fucking ass off. I didn't understand that because even like in serving or something, right? If you're there for half the charter, if you're there for a day of the charter, you divide how much the, your share would be and then you get how long you were there for, right? He, I don't know. I don't, was, I don't one of that. the first three things he said to me on my return that second season is like, by the way, 
you know, you're not going to be getting any of the tip share this charter because the guys are doing all the heavy lifting. And I, and I was very taken aback, but like, I was already controversial the last season. I was like, what am I going to do? Start off day one, first 10 minutes in and be like, no, fuck you, Lee. You know, like, I don't think that would have bode well for me. So I was (laughs) hopeful that he would change his mind. Okay. She's putting in the work. Like, and he didn't. And you know, it was very fucking insulting and it was more so insulting to see, you know, I didn't know until it started to air, you know, that he tipped Tanner for shitting himself. Like I wouldn't have it anywhere. Well, he's just got like 1500 bucks for laying up in bed, shit in his bed. So for people who are listening, who don't necessarily know the whole situation. So my second season coming back midway through uh, this, the season, I uh, take a 30 hour flight to Thailand um, and then get thrown into the charter halfway through the charter. So we know it's three days. So I'm there literally mid second day. And, you know, yeah, one of the first things Lee says to me is, is, you know, I'm not getting part of the tip because the guys are doing all the heavy lifting. We're sh- down a deck hand, right? Because Brian's out with his knee injury. And uh, of course, I, I'm, you know, I jump right into it and I'm working just as hard and heavy as these guys. And, and we all hear Ashton say, like, he's going to, if I want to, you know, partake, partake in lifting the slide, like he's going to let me, you know, this time and all that shit. So I, I was yeah. doing a lot of heavy lifting. And of course, you know, come tip share, I didn't get a tip. And it was because Lee decided he didn't want to share that with me. And, and for me, he knows there's no valid reason for it. And he doesn't know how to answer for that to fans because he's fucking yeah. wrong. So he got all kinds of bent out of shape. He called legal. I announced it on a podcast with Colin, actually. That was the first time I I talked about it, first time I tweeted about it, first time anything. And immediately legal, legal from Bravo calls me and tells me, you know, mum's the word. And I, and I was like, why? And they said, well, you know, that's disparaging crew members. And I said, the whole fucking show is disparaging crew members. Like, if that's the case, take the fucking show off there. You know, yeah. like Lee's blog at the end of every episode is a fucking disparaging. And I was like, sure, I won't say it again. Cause it was already <laughs> there. I, I guess he had another event with Colin where he refused to like, he took Colin aside and said, I refuse to talk about this. And the, and the thing is, is like, you know, you're going to quiet me from saying the fucking truth, which is defending my, my character. I want to say like, I don't respect these guys and I don't respect authority. Well, here's a clear fucking reason why I don't respect them. You know, if, if you're going to sit there and respect somebody based on that, then that's on you, but it's, that's not who I am. So I don't understand what he was telling you why you weren't getting the tip is because you were coming in late. It doesn't matter if you're female, if you're male, I mean, it's not like you're doing any less of work. I, I don't understand it at all. But. You want to know how you understand it, James? It's called the misogyny. <laughs> misogyny. It's the fucking top. There's clear sexist issues on and in any environment, it starts from the top. And I feel like that was a very misogynistic approach to me coming on. And it was not dealt with correctly on his end. And you know, I didn't make a fuss about it while we were filming, but I'm going to make a fuss about it if you're going to tell me to shut the fuck up and that you don't want to talk about it because you're going to look bad. Well, fuck you. Welcome to my whole season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's like an in-between, like you could go to him and be like, fuck you, blah, 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 blah. Or you could just be like, hey, listen, I feel this way. I feel this way. How come 
you know, and you could ask them, how come, how come that didn't happen, do you think? Well, again, I was very hopeful that Lee, you know, being a, a, a captain who's been through it all, like he doesn't earn his stripes for not having, you know, spent the time on the water and put in the effort, you know, like he, you know, it's the same thing as him trying to be insulting, saying this isn't a tugboat in Alaska, like, bitch, you're right, like, it's not a tugboat in Alaska, if it was a tugboat, I'd be doing all the fucking manual labor while you're sitting up here hitting a button to your engineers down below telling them to start the engines, like, there's a, it's it's insulting to me it was like he showed up for cameras you know what I mean and he let his ego get the better of him and it was funny because you could see him treat other women a different like he was very soft-spoken and very sweet to like Courtney and you know all these other dainty little girls you know but when I was there it was like hello you know like he knew you know like you can't really contend with me because I'm gonna say something so I didn't say anything to him at that moment in the hopes of him you know being someone that I could respect and changing his mind by seeing the work that was put forth and you know he does see work he just doesn't know the little drama bits in and out you know and I talked to Kate about it a couple times and you know I don't know if I was hoping that maybe Kate would say something or not, but yeah, like in hindsight, you know, I could have gone to him very professionally and calmly and just been like, you know, this, I still think this is bogus. Um, I don't know that he would have done anything about it, to be honest. And, you know, and I've got to give Ashton credit here because he did, uh, even though they all made like $1,300, $1,400, even Brian, who was out half of the fucking charter, got $1,400, even though, uh, that happened, Ashton, um, it's still insulting. Cause it was only a hundred dollars from each of them, <laughs> but he's like, he went and collected a hundred dollars from him and Tanner and Brian and gave it to me. And I was like, Oh, thanks guys. Because of your season before with Ashton, you feel like he was just trying to get on your good side or kind of do like a kumbaya or something. I think that Ashton, like anybody that is any kind of decent person, even when I'm training somebody, you know, if they're putting in work, they might not get the full share. Like I could see if Captain Lee wanted to say, you know, you're only going to get half of the share. Like I can totally understand that. that but sense. I think that Ashton was probably like, what I would do is be like, Hey, you know, she did do work. Let's, let's give her something. It was only $300 while they, you know, made out over a thousand. And again, Brian was out with his knee, like after that first day or whatever it was. So I don't know. I think, I think Lee made a mistake and he doesn't know how to answer for it. And he doesn't want it brought up ever. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't really matter that it was only 300 because I was looking up your net worth and apparently you are a net worth of $13 million. <laughs> I mean, if that were the case, like my nails wouldn't like the way that they do, <laughs> I'd be spray tanned. I'd have glam here. <laughs> you know, I, I love that. I fucking wish I had one of those 13 million, <laughs> like even half of one, that'd be great. I don't know where they get this shit from. And also I'm apparently like a caretaker to my alien mother. My mother's fine. <laughs> like my mother's living her best life dance. like I don't know Did Judy like what's wrong like somebody forget, tell me something I, I don't even know apparently I was beaten by my father growing up too I have no oh fucking God. idea 
but uh yeah no i i actually have been i'm more broke than i've ever been right now because <laughs> i haven't worked like and i don't have an only <laughs> <laughs> It's seriously tempting. Uh, I'm more broke than I've ever been. Uh, I still do a lot of travel. Maybe that's what people think too. Is like I, I'm, they're always seeing me in one time zone or another. But I've been fortunate enough with like good connections and and side hustles to like be able to still like. I mean, I don't work like with a, a steady paycheck. I just have my business and I do a couple things here and there. You know, and I was invited out to this ranch and I caravan with a, a friend who covered gas. So it's like you know, I'm just making do. You're just like the rest of us. <laughs> but I don't want them to change that I'm worth 13 million because it's really nice to see. Yeah. It's not true. So, so yes, I'm still worth $13 million. You could go on a dating site and then go on like a date and then, and they'd like Google you and be like, oh my God, she's a rich bitch. <laughs> well, you know, like my last name, they might be like, well, maybe, you know, you know, she's a Gerber. So Gerber food, Gerber date, whatever, you know, Gerber toilets, like I'm heir to the fortune. Everything is going to be like, Riley is broke as fuck. Yeah. headlines riley is broke starting only riley joins only fans <laughs> to find a sugar daddy to take care of her now <laughs> just kidding <laughs> so out of all the captains who do you think is the best captain out of like captain sandy and he can't say the hot one well, uh, i mean i've never worked for him and i don't even know that he would enjoy me because i'd probably be like less full after him the whole time <laughs> <laughs> So you need to go work now, Mr. Bird. Like, okay. I'd be like, oh, you need the laundry done? Sure. Oh my God. He's he's good looking, you know. And I and yeah. I have a huge fan base in Australia. So you never know. Yeah. I mean, that could have that could have been a match made in heaven right there. So I've met Sandy multiple times, you know, we've um hung out together. I've never worked for her, so I can't attest to that. Again, people are just so judgmental and it's so funny because they're judging a situation that they know nothing about. You know what TV wants you to see and know, and that's it. You know, people get very perturbed by how involved Sandy is and I like it. I think that, you know, it shows that she is, you know, um, that she's involved in your success. Like she is thoughtful and she wants, you know, she, also you're running a, a fancy fucking yacht with high paying clients. Like I'll be damned if I'm not in every little bit in detail, making sure shit's going off without a hitch. They're either stuck in their wheelhouse. They never come out or they're involved and they're on deck and they're whatever. Like, I appreciate that, you know? And I feel like there's a yeah. lot that I could have learned from her. Um, and so I think it would have been great to have worked with her. I think it would have been fun for like that dynamic, that whole crossover, but Malia got first female bosun. So, uh, and then I, and then Glenn, I've seen a, a, like maybe two or three sailing episodes. Um, I think he's adorable and I think he is, you know, he's professional and I think that he's probably i don't know what captain lee was like in the early stages but i think that glenn has not let fame go to his head from what i've seen of him and i think that's great so the hannah and malia situation yeah people people are so mean i mean 
I, I, I'm going to be totally honest with me when I'm doing my podcasts, people are like, Oh, um, you know, you never get involved in the drama. You're so nice. You're such a good person. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel a little bit guilty when people tell me that because when that whole Hannah thing went down, I did kind of partake in like the hating on Malia and the hating on captain Sandy a little bit. I do regret it now. And I don't really have any issues with them obviously I don't know them blah 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 right do they have issues with you because of that does Malia like not I think so I think so she had me blocked for a while but now I'm unblocked but um but anyway you know what I mean I don't know so what do you have an opinion on any of that stuff I mean I can only speculate because again I wasn't there from what I remember of it right like Hannah seemed to be overwhelmed Right. And I think that's what happens. You know, like it was, she was getting over it. Like she's over being on the boat and on the show. I only did two seasons. Like anytime it shows in a new country, like there's a whole influx of haters, like talking about shit. That's like, that's old news. You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) I can see it. It's wearing on people. Is that that point where she was probably just like over it all. And so I could see that Hannah was probably, you know, just over it. And uh, Malia I think she wanted like sh- what her boyfriend was coming in and she wanted to share the room and Hannah said no. And then afterwards the whole incident uh, came up. So I think partly like, you know, I don't know Malia. I don't follow her. I don't know much about her life or who she is. Maybe part of it, like a very small part might've been subconsciously spiteful. You know, you do have a job to adhere to, which is if you know of someone taking any you know, medication or drugs or anything like that, like you do have to report it. Um, if something were to happen, if there was an accident at sea or even at the dock, you know, in the minute anything like that happens, like within the States, the Coast Guard is immediately called on any kind of incident and yeah. you can lose your license, you know? And um, I think Malia was probably thinking about that, especially since she was building her career. Um, and I think that, you know, I would have handled it differently. I would have gone to Hannah, whether or not we had issues, you know, cause I didn't, maybe not whether or not, but it didn't seem to me like they were that pissed off with each other that they couldn't have like addressed it with each other first. Um, but yeah, no, you know, and Sandy was protecting her job. I, I think that it was, a, you know, if you're going to do something, whether it's prescribed or not, like do it in private first. And, you know, don't fault someone for protecting and saving their own ass. So two things with that. Um, the, I think what people really had a problem with Malia was that she she knew about the prescription medication for like two weeks. And then when that thing happened with the, the bunk change, that's when she got pissed and went to the captain. So it's yeah. like, if, if you know, and I'm not saying sure, anything two ways about it. But it, it was like, if you were really cared about maritime law, why didn't you do it before you were pissed kind of thing? Yeah, you're right. So I think that was the issue. I don't know. Again, I don't have no idea. And I don't want to say one way or the other. Um, and then two, like uh, with Caroline, did you did you feel like you had to like go to the captain and say that she was taking? No, was- you know, because like I said, I was asked one time if I noticed anything. And of course, I answered truthfully that I did not notice her ingesting anything. Um, but, you know, it was very clear. I- I've never worked with Hannah, but it was very clear to me that Caroline, 
her head was elsewhere. Nothing that could have brought Caroline around. Because if, if you did, for a second, it might be okay. And then something else would immediately pop up. And so I think there are two very different situations um, where, you know, one could have been a very great danger to the boat um, and one couldn't have been. And it's kind of funny to see the dynamic because, you know, I mean, I know functioning potheads and alcoholics and I know me, the minute I smoke pot, I turn into a damn melting vegetable on a couch. Like there's no way I could run a boat, you know, and it's like there's, I can't even speak like if I get high. So I don't know. Like, I think, I think medication and drugs affect people differently. And if, you know, Hannah did have a prescription for whatever she had and, and she, you know, and Malia decided to wait and it was poor timing on her end, you know, that's, yeah, it does look very spiteful. And, you know, yeah, again, you make a good point. If she was concerned about maritime law, then why not bring it up the first time? Um, unless she did talk to Hannah the first, you know, there's things we don't know and we don't see. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so not being in the situation again, we can only speculate. I was pissed off at Hannah. Like, you know, part of me might think like be spiteful, but I'm also like, again, very direct. And I would say to her, like, all right, bitch, you either give me this bunk or I'm going to fucking tell <laughs> or you're going to get your ass kicked off the boat. <laughs> like, it'll be like, there won't be any question. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's. So I, I don't. Funny. I, I don't know. I imagine. I have no. It's. It's always curious to me too, like how I would do with certain other people, you know, that you see. Like I'm also like always hitting up the producer. I'm like, why the fuck did you put all the hot tall men on the other season and give me like the short bitch fucking men? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder how well I'd work with other people because I, I don't <laughs> don't have issues working with people, you know, for the most part. Like there was a time or two maybe in the past, but I've never been fired from a job. And I've never, like, I've always had a good group of friends around me and, you know, like, I'm usually fun. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I'm the same way. I can work with anyone. I can work with people who, like, I can visibly tell that they don't like me. I, I like, I, I'm the type of person I can just for, forget about it. But it's the type of people who are, like, literally on another planet. Do you know those people that are like delusional? We just spoke about one. <laughs> I cannot imagine what it was like to work with that person. So uh, that's why I saw, I can see Kate and Josiah reaching their breaking point. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, well good for you. Cause that just, that means you're a better and bigger person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't have the patience. More and more I don't. Well, I think it stems from me. Like, I know this interview is not about me, but um, <laughs> for me, it's like I've been in so many situations where like growing up where like, like I was on my own. I, you know, had two dollars in the bank. And like, if I didn't work that day, I wouldn't, you know, make rent kind of thing. So it's like yeah. you have to keep your mouth shut. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's where it stems from. Like you keep your mouth shut, you keep your job kind of thing. I don't do that. Obviously, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> it was never like that for me. I remember quitting a job because I was fed up with all the chicks in the office. It was clicky. I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Like the next day, my car broke down <laughs> and I had no money. to. And I was living on a beach, you know, like in a night two bedroom apartment. And I was like, 
oh God, like I needed, you know, I should have shut my mouth because now I'm screwed. <laughs> but, you know, I would, I have, a, I, I'm not saying that you don't or that other people don't, but like for me, if I don't feel good in a situation or I feel like I'm being compromised, why should I compromise myself for someone else? Why the fuck should I? Why wouldn't I speak up for myself and, and you know, protect myself? So. So you have no regrets, right? I don't have any regrets. I mean, you know, that yeah. like I've no, I maybe regret not saying a man overboard three times because <laughs> <laughs> I got so much shit about it, but I'd never been in a man overboard situation before. So I'm like, uh, man overboard. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but um, no, other than that, like, I don't, you know, I mean, I, uh, my second season, I was like, okay, I'll be a little bit calmer, which I wasn't, you know, but like, I was quiet more so like you see that especially when it's like you know I was getting left out of meetings and and you know breaks and all that I was quiet about it whereas I wanted to say something I was like no I was the fucking villain last year so you know let me try to let me try to appear differently to the audience because it's a lot like I think people you know you definitely have to have thick skin if you go on a show like that and if you don't it could be very detrimental to your mental health and your well-being and I think you know, probably if Bravo is concerned as concerned as they seem to be, especially with mental health and well-being, they might do a better job of screening some people because I don't know how some of them made it through. <laughs> I was thinking that about Caroline, too, and you were talking yeah. about her. Like, how did she get make it through? There was a 500 question questionnaire all having to do with the psych, the psyche or what the fuck, you know, like your mental well-being. Some of the questions, like the way they formed the questions, I was like, well, they shouldn't have formed it like that. Like they should ask. <laughs> but like, I don't know how the fuck she answered any of that to get a passing grade. Cause she, she, I don't know. Maybe don't she was just good at like bullshitting, I guess. Right. She definitely bullshitted her way onto the show. <laughs> I don't even know why the fuck she wanted to be there. Unless it was just for money. Yeah. That's so strange. I mean, yeah. maybe she had, Maybe, I mean, I don't want to say anything negatively about anybody, but what, what I'm thinking is maybe she... Let, let me has... do it for you, Jay. <laughs> 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 I think maybe she had, like, she was so self-unaware that maybe she thought in her head she was one way and she really was not. And then when she got into the situation, she was like, holy shit, like, I cannot handle this kind of shit. Like, and she went crazy. You would think that if that was the case, she would have redacted a lot after the show, but she oh, yeah. went crazier. If they called you tomorrow and were like, Riley, we want you to be a bosun of this new Below Deck series. You're going to be the star of the show. You'd be like, yeah, or like, F that. No, for sure I would. I mean, I'd be totally down. I was down to do Down Under, but like I said, I have projects that are in the works that are limiting. I mean, I definitely would. So I'd still be a little nervous, um, but I would definitely, you know, I'd give it my best. And I would, and fuck yeah, I don't give a fuck. I mean, honestly, I don't give a shit. Well, how come you haven't like gone on like Big Brother or like pursued other uh, reality TV shows and like played up your celebrity? Because- you are really a fan favorite. Love you, I hate you. You know, people talk about you a lot. I think that you could totally get some gigs. 
after the first season and for like three different times after, you know, one of the casting, um, casting crew with a show with MTV tried to get me on there. And I was still in contract with Bravo. Um, the other issue, really? yeah, because they have like a, it's like a two year thing that you sign two or three years. I don't remember. Um, so after the show, mm-hmm. you can't do anything for that long. It, it's it, once you sign it, you're in contract for two or three years you know, or whatever it is like six. I, I have no, I, I don't remember. I'd have to go back. Like my second one was, I think like the eight preceding months or something like that I don't remember I'd have to look at my contract so it means like you can't do anything or it's like you have to run whatever you're doing by them yeah you have to run it by them and of course this was a conflicting network this was MTV even though they're not really competing like MTV and Bravo are two different levels in my opinion I was not allowed to do it it was like a dating show and it was uh funny because yes people don't realize like I'm 37 years old they're like yeah <laughs> like we you know we need to talk to exes like name off some exes and I was and I was and but they're all like older than me they're like you don't have anybody younger and I was like you guys are MTV like you're doing 16 and pregnant. I'm 37. I was on the ranch last year. Um, we were doing a show. We we were initially talking to Bravo about it, then Discovery, because it was on a ranch um, in the middle of a reservation. There was a lot of political uh, issues that were involved. And then of course um, I left and then the show left. Now I've been talking to a new network um, about my own show. So I can, I can say that we've done quite a few sizzle reels and filming for that. The pilot just last week, the network submitted like a budget for casting, like a movement forward. Now we are working towards shooting a pilot. Um, so once they are all approved on that end, then we can shoot this pilot for it. And hopefully they just love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need good banter. So that's the thing is like, I need good banter. So I can't just be me talking to myself. I need people that are like going to bring out all sides of me. Oh, yeah. 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 So can you tell me like what kind of like show would it be like? Would it be like the life of, I picture this, the life of Riley shooting chipmunks and (laughs) riling up snakes and shit. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like people are so like blown away about what what I do. And I'm like, this is like normal for me, you know? (laughs) that people don't think like I do and like do things that I do but I I get so bored if I'm not doing something like there's no name for it yet but essentially it's already based around a lot of my life when uh, a large chunk of it is about a business that I already have in place which is just elaborating on it and uh hopefully you know hopefully they decide that you know instead of buying like five you know the series they want to buy a whole season I don't know. I'm like, I'm really hope I hate talking about shit because then I think I like shit the bed when I do that. But like, like you jinxed it. Yeah, you know, but like I gotta also put it out there. Like this has got to happen because why the fuck wouldn't it happen? And I do think, like, I don't think I'm like made for TV. I just think I'm good at TV because I don't know how to act. Like I, yeah. I cannot fucking act. So if you piss me off, I'm gonna be pissed off. If you make me happy, if I want to have sex with you, I'm going to have sex with you. You know, <laughs> like I'm all for it all. You know, it's just like the life yeah. of Riley. But there's obviously like a pitch to it all. So, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm gunning for you because I would totally watch that. Maybe so, I should just go plug with like a little discount. <laughs> <laughs> James and Riley too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coupon code. <laughs> <laughs> 
So do you prefer working in Tahiti or prefer working in uh, Alaska? Oh, uh, I hate the heat. I hate it. I yeah. physically become unmotivated. I become lazy. Um, you know, it's, we had uniforms that were uncomfortable as fuck. So, um, and in Alaska, like I love fishing. It didn't feel like I wasn't being berated from all different <laughs> angles, you know, so, like I enjoyed Alaska a lot better. Um, I'm from there. So it's always home. I'm always going to go back, but, um, you know, again, it's cool to get out there and see different countries. And, and, uh, you know, that was a totally different job entirely. And I love learning new things. Like I've always like pictured myself, like it'd be amazing to do a show where I'm like a female micro, you know, with like dirty jobs, like I was my dirty jobs where he like does everything that you don't want to do. Oh, you know? micro. I thought you said yeah. M I C R O micro. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I would love to be a female micro like doing that, but you know, they already did it with micro. So. I think it would be called the life of Riley. I think it would be a dope show. Okay, <laughs> uh, this is my favorite part. <laughs> Guess your first line from when you walked on the boat. Is it, I'm definitely a trucker's daughter. I spit, I burp, and I have a temper. Or is it, nice to meet you. I am like a totally different world of boating. You don't have any of this pretty yacht stuff. Or, <laughs> I can't read apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> I make a lot of men nervous, James. Oh god, I feel like I'm in like grade three, and I'm like reading the chapters from the class. I used to love doing that. Like, I couldn't wait to like get to me, so I could be like the, the you know they call on the kids to read out loud. I loved it. Yeah, uh, and then number three is I'm a female deckhand. To be respected, I have to prove myself. Well, I think it was the middle one. Was you think it was the middle one? The first thing I said when coming onto the boat. No, it was the first thing. It's, I'm definitely a trucker's daughter <laughs> okay. I do. because I actually made I actually made that up because you never said nice to meet you <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was a pleasure talking to me <laughs> I love me too <laughs> um okay well I can believe that I'm sure I know I would have said it I just didn't know if it was the first thing I said <laughs> makes sense uh, I have some questions from some fans here for you oh so AK grew 1172 says she should go on Captain Jason's boat and rock his world. Oh, I would. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like a big talker too. Like I'd let him rock my world. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh. I haven't even watched any of the show from down under, but fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so Andy Cohen's bussy says, <laughs> We're the brew crew as awful as they appeared on camera. Does she feel misogyny has improved over the years or is it still as awful as it was during her time on the show? Well, you know, I don't know because I haven't uh, been on the show since and I don't I haven't worked with them, but I don't think men are that easy to change. <laughs> or women for that matter. In my opinion, <laughs> men have become a lot more sissified over the years, you know? So like, I feel like they're way more sensitive and they're way more like, you know, like butt hurt about a lot of shit. So I doubt that it's changed much <laughs> for the better. 
<laughs> you're canceled. <Okay>. You're gone. <laughs> uh, um, so from Key Boats Mechanic, can you ask her if she would date a boat mechanic in the Keys? Oh, I was just down there. Um, I think a boat mechanic would be great because I don't know shit about mechanics. I can change the oil and the outdrives and, you know, simple shit, but what if we break down? We're fucked. You know, like, I don't know what happens. I'm calling Cito. Um, I'm vain too. So you better be a good looking. <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to ask you is, yeah. <laughs> could you cuss me out <laughs> like you do on the show? <laughs> I'm like, you have to piss me off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the fuck do you want to say, James? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like you literate bitch, you can't fucking read. <laughs> no, because then people are like, oh, she's making fun of people with learning disabilities. <laughs> so you can't cuss me out? I mean, I could if you pissed me off. I, like, I don't know what would come out of my mouth without having a, <laughs> a reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Uh, like you want to make me so mean, damn it. <laughs> there was one more, one more thing actually I wanted to ask you that I, I was thinking of earlier, but then I forgot. So I was reading this tweet earlier and it said that, you know how like all the new chief stews, how they're not lasting and they're just doing like one season and then, you know what I mean? They're getting another one. And I saw this cool tweet and it was like, I think the reason why new new uh, cheese stews aren't sticking around is because like Hannah and Kate, when they were on the show, they were just the characters on the show. And when the show was not filming, they weren't going on another boat and, and doing yachting still. They were only cheese stews on the show. So they were like more inclined to like do stuff that might get them fired because it wasn't their career anymore. So do you think that that would be a reason why some stews aren't lasting or what do you think? I think that you have to be a good character for a show to keep coming back. I've seen a couple shows with like Daisy, right? That's the sailing one. I don't know why she keeps coming back. Just <laughs> keep throwing me into the, the ring, you know, I'll, I'll keep fighting. <laughs> One podcast did say it like they, she gave us everything that you want to see on a reality TV and that's fighting and fucking and that's true, you know, like, but again, it was, it was pure, unadulterated, uh, organic, authentic me. <laughs> <laughs> but I did laugh a lot on the show. It just didn't, it wasn't a good storyline. <laughs> that's exactly what um, Katie Flood said from Med, who took over for Hannah for a season. Okay. She said, you not only have to be a good character, but you can't, you can't fake it because if you fake it, the camera is going to show that, you know what I mean? Yeah. People are going to pick up with that. So you have to be like a good character, but you can't be like inauthentic. And I think that's what made you like such a good character is because you said you can't be fake, right? Like I honestly don't do. know that I ever could like, you know, even when they would say like, Hey, you know, give us this, like, uh, you know, uh, one-liner or whatever it just sounded so awkward you know I can't refilm something you know when we did sizzle reels for this other project I'm like you should have been rolling on my first reaction you know like because <laughs> that's my genuine reaction now I'm like all stiff and you know whatever but 
yeah i i do like people watch reality tv because they want to see reality and you know when they start to which is why i also have a lot of great deal respect for the editors and the production company with bravo and and below deck is like, none of that shit that i'm aware of is edited to be staged in any in any way you know what i mean like ashton yeah. ashton's dumbass really did fall off the fucking boat but then they made him, you know, bosun the next season, which is beyond fucking me. Like, why? I don't fucking know. But I, I have to do the opening and the closing for the podcast. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. So this is where it's going to be like awkward. It's going to be like, okay. welcome. <laughs> right. No worries. So one, two, three. <laughs> you want me not to look at you? <laughs> <laughs> this is the fun shit you should put in there. <laughs> it's almost like you're shy. It's so funny. It's adorable. I don't um being like uh like social like this doesn't come naturally to me. Like I have oh, to force myself to do it. That's crazy. See, like, and that's what I don't understand that, you know, because I like I I does it this comes naturally to me just talking. <laughs> yeah. Open well, I mean mouth. like my my instagram started popping off so i just like everyone's like you have to do podcasts you have to take advantage of your instagram yeah so oh my god my first uh, i know we have to go and i'll just tell you this real quick but my first episode oh my god i was supposed to film it with this guy from down under and i like literally text him before i'm like oh i can't film right now because there's construction near my apartment <laughs> and so I, we had to do it like uh, like only audio because I was so nervous and like I was like walking around my apartment like with my phone in my oh, hand like yeah I was so nervous oh, but now I like I feel better yeah because yeah. of course like people are following you and engaging in your content like you know definitely take advantage of it if you can but I get like I understand you know it's it's not a it's not as easy for you but hopefully the more you do it you know the easier it does get you should be like, yeah. put, like I would say, like put that drunken fucking dumbass Tijuana message I sent you. <laughs> this is Riley. Check it in. I don't know about four thirty. I don't know about earlier either or later. So, so if you can hop on right now, I'm ready. And then. 5.15 a.m. Otherwise, I'm going to have to reschedule for whatever next week is. Okay, thank you. Let me know. You're so funny. Um, yeah, like, if it's totally cool if you can't do it. Sorry, I uh, just got to work. And I just looked at Instagram, so I didn't even see that you uh, sent that. But yeah, no problem. <laughs> Have a good night. Hopefully you don't wake up and feel like shit. <laughs> like, good God, James. I was <laughs> fucked up. Like, I was <laughs> fucked up. I don't know how I made it back across the border. Like, that shit, I should have been sold for animals or some shit. Like, that was crazy. I wasn't even mad or anything. I was just like, this is hilarious. Like, it was so stupid. And I didn't even know that I sent it when I sent the other message. Like, hey, we need to reschedule. I'm fucked up. <laughs> no, the first message was like, it's 5.16 a.m. If you can do the podcast right this second, I will do it. 
Otherwise, no. I'm so glad he did it because I was <laughs> not okay. I was so not okay. I was still in Tijuana and like completely fucked. Like it was not okay. Yeah. I haven't drank since. I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard the alcohol's different down there or something. Yeah. yeah, it gave me like Tijuana revenge and everything. Like, I will never go back to Tijuana ever. Oh. Sounds like fun, though. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't even go fuck if you put that on there. <laughs> I sound like a dumbass. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, I, I want to go to the Everglades. <laughs> to yeah, come on, pythons. You, yeah. me, and Kate. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> we'll she film wants it to. She's like, when, she's like, when are you putting me on gators? So I was like, what the hell? Well, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, this was episode nine of Pop Off with James. I'm James Pike. This is Riley. You can catch me on Instagram at Below Deck Above Average. You can find my podcast Instagram at Pop Off with James. And you can find the video version of this podcast on YouTube. Find the audio anywhere that you get your podcasts. So where can we find you, Riley, on social media? Uh, I well, I only have one <laughs> handle <laughs> on Instagram. You can find me at the Life of Riley on Instagram, and my website is www.thelifeofriley.com. You'll see all my business venues uh, and ventures there. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys stay tuned and enjoy what you see. <laughs> do you want to like say a little thing about your business, or do you want oh. them to just go there? I mean, it would be great if people wanted to buy the shit that I sell. <laughs> so if you're interested in dead animal jewelry or like dead animal skull art or dead animal leather products, head on over to the life of um, Give me all your money. <laughs> But honestly, if like you, that if is... you don't, if you don't, then I might be forced to go to OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe people want that. Who knows, right? Yeah, of course they fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, like that's such a good thing though, because what you you just used every part of the animal, right? So it's a good thing, right? That people yeah. would buy your jewelry. I don't just kill, you know, for the sport of killing. I eat, I create art out of it. Um, there, I, I used to sell quite a bit of jewelry, actually. And it's not just dead animals. Like the porcupines, yeah. none of the porcupines were harmed in the making of my jewelry. You know, so, <laughs> I can't say much for the coyote teeth and the bison teeth, but, you know, the antlers that are shed naturally every year, that's no animals were harmed. Um uh yeah so yeah I try to use every part of the animal and in, in all my products and I try to eat it all you know that that's not wanton waste and um you know I harvest ethically and legally so if you're into all that check out the life of Riley.com yeah that's so cool yeah well, if you're not into any of that and you're just inter interested in any of the retreats that I host you know you you don't have to kill any animals or partake in any animal anything that's so cool oh my god that's such a good idea you host retreats yeah i do i do retreats um i've done them all across the world panama nicaragua alaska um i'm a new one that's coming up is going to be zion um 
And so, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and I've even done Cabo, you know, some of it's fishing, but others are retreats that are geared more towards, you know, just like likes of everybody. And it could be culinary focused or driven, or it could be CrossFit or, you know, Zen, whatever. So I, I do, I do it all. I'm kind of like a Jill of all trades. Jill of all trades. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, it's like, you got me excited because now I'm going to go check that out. So good. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, you, you get some spikes in sales from this. That'd be great. I, I mean, thanks. Are you looking yeah. for a finder's fee? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to exploit your life to get views. That's all. Well, you know, get in line. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, it was so fun talking to you, James. I'm glad yeah. we did For sure. Well, I have to go. All right. <laughs> I got to go, too. I got to go, James. <laughs> I said it first. So. Damn it. <laughs> Just a little bit more important than you. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was good oh, talking bye. to you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pop Off with James, Episode 9 with Riley Gerber. Next week, we have somebody from Below Deck Sailing Yacht, my first guest from Sailing Yacht. You guys are going to love it. Reaching out when you need it is not a joke and neither is taking medication. So if you need mental health resources, please go to the description of this podcast. I'm here for you.